Today on Calm Talk, we're taking a look at Chronicles of Faith, the comic book adaptation of the story of David. Rogue signal intercepted. Signal designation. Bees, views, and reviews. Signal host. Branson Boykin, initiating Calm Talk. Hey guys, welcome to Bees, Views, and Reviews, the podcast that promotes faith-based, family-friendly comics and the creators that make them. Brought to you by Geek Devotions, a show by devoted geeks devoted to letting you know that you were loved. I'm B, and today we have Brannon from Brainy Pixel and Yvonne from Mercyway Studios to talk about the latest issue in their series, Chronicles of Faith. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for your invitation. We are really happy to be part of these podcasts. All right. Now, uh, I actually did a a short uh, review of your first issue a few months ago when we had our, our uh, live stream for uh, for the uh, fundraiser. So I'm excited to come back and kind of revisit uh, this series. But for people who who may not have heard uh, or didn't hear that before, can you all give me kind of a rundown about what Chronicles of Faith is like? What's the what's the story behind it? Yeah, Yvonne, you want to take that one? That's kind of your area. Okay. Uh, well, the concept of Chronicles of Faith is it's even bigger than we can we can hope or to. But the idea of the Chronicles of Faith is just to bring back the original concept of the Book of Chronicles. That book is just made for a generation after the exile that they have forgotten who God is. And one of the things that we want to do with this is trying to capture new generation to remember that it is worth to have faith in God. So for that reason, it's called Chronicles of Faith. And the first uh, chapter that we are exploring here is David, uh, the man after God's heart. And one of the things that we want to say with this co- with this comic is letting people know that this is a great story, but you can have a great story when someone has a deep faith in God that, you can be like David and trust in God in any way. We, we're trying to, to create that idea that if you want to be Spider-Man, if you want to be like Batman, why you cannot be like David and, and have a deep faith in God? Awesome. That is cool. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, a lot of the characters of the Bible are our original superheroes. Yep. I mean, you know, the first Superman was Samson, right. <laughs> you know, superhuman strength. We, we, we actually say in every podcast that uh, David is the first underdog hero. He is the, the, the hero that no one wants and no one's believed that can do something. And God elevate that in so many ways. Wow, that's awesome. All right, well, uh, let's talk uh, for a second about y'all uh, individually, uh, Brandon and Yvonne. Give me your testimony, and i uh, also like to know how you got into making comics in the first place. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. So um, for me, um, I was uh, not really raised in church, but I had a godly grandmother uh, who tried to make sure that her grandchildren went to church as often as she could get us and take us to church. My parents were uh, C and E Christians or Christmas and Easter only, and that was only occasionally. And so I kind of, you know, for the most part, I grew up knowing about the things of God. Um, and attending a church of God and a Pentecostal church occasionally when it came to town. Um, but um, I didn't really, you know, thoroughly get what was going on with all this God stuff. And so 
while I had a conversion experience when I was 11, it was really just an emotional response based on what some of my friends were doing and what I saw them doing. And even though people told me I was saved, I didn't, nothing really changed inside of me. But one thing it did, it did for me is that it wokened a, um, a hunger for me to understand truth and understand what was and who was this God that these people were talking about believing in. And so um, I fell away from the church, you know, as most teenagers do, especially when they go to college. But I always had this desire to learn more. And so I read um, all of the holy texts or the purportedly holy texts that I could find. So I read the Bible through and through. I read the Book of Mormon. Um, I read, you know, um, Hindu texts. I read the Bhagavad Gita. Um, I read uh, Scientology texts. Pretty much anything that someone said somewhere was holy or divine, I wanted to read it. And so I had a tremendous amount of head knowledge, but nothing had really connected on a heart level. And so um, I met a young lady uh, in college that I um, desperately wanted to marry, and uh, she was a Christian, and she was a wonderful Christian lady. And she actually examined me, as young Christian women ought to do with any of their purported, uh, you know, or hopeful spouses, and she examined me and asked me a whole litany of questions as we, while we were dating. But because I had all this head knowledge, I could answer those questions. And so I kind of fooled her. And, uh, and she married me. And pretty quickly after that fact, she discovered that I wasn't saved, that I was just playing the part. And so um, there was a, our, our early marriage was very rocky. Um, but we, we wanted to have our children in church. And uh, I agreed with that. And so we began to take our children to church. And a, a many, many people um, I saw, I began to see examples uh, of people actually living out their faith, truly, doing what they said they believed. And that began to impact me. And uh, a godly man, an elder man uh, in our church, uh, just had a burden for me. And he wanted to make sure that I went to a men's gathering that was in another part of the state in which I live, which is Alabama. And so I went to this men's gathering after avoiding him and his, you know, advances for five or six years. And finally, I went one year and I had an encounter with the risen Christ and I could not uh, get to the altar fast enough. I just I, I realized um, in that moment that all of my all of my sins and everything that I had done actually hurt the person of Christ. They physically were like wounds that I was inflicting upon him and uh, almost as if I was, you know, harming my children or my wife. And I just couldn't, I couldn't not, you know, go and, and seek forgiveness for that. And so he humbled me. He, he you know, I bent my knee, I, I bent my stiff neck and I gave my, my heart to him. And um, when I got home after that retreat on the front doorstep, my wife said, who are you and what have you done with my husband? Uh, mm. she said she could tell something about me that was totally different. And I was, I was 33 years old when that happened. And, uh, I just pray that God gives me 33 more years to serve him. Um, and, and, and he is my King. He is my, uh, my greatest love. And, um, all I want to do is bring him glory with everything that I am and everything that I do. Amen. Amen. So what got you into making comics? Um, actually, I've been a serial creator since I was in the fifth grade when I figured out that I wanted to be a writer when I grew up. And uh, I've always been creating something on the side ever since the fifth grade, whether it's writing stories or making comics 
or uh, designing games or writing novels. And I've, and I've done all those both, you know, uh, professionally and non-professionally now. Um, and uh, right now I am the chief operations officer and chief creative officer of a Christian animation and production studio. And one of my favorite mediums to create uh, is comics. And so I've got several of my own comics that I'm working on, some with this wonderful man, Yvonne, and his team at Mercy Ways. Um, but our passion project right now is the Chronicles of Faith series um, that we're here talking about tonight. So, Awesome. All right, Yvonne, how about you? How did you come to know the Lord and what got you into comic book creation? There's, there's always a funny story every time Brian and I share our testimony together because there's a lot of similarity in so many ways that I just cannot believe that is true. But I actually uh, grew up in a church, in a, in a Christian family, but my, my, my family, my mom, my, my father, my brothers, they're not Christian at all. Uh, I have a grandmother, a godly grandmother that actually take me to church and she actually cares for me to learn about the Lord because she knows my mom will never teach me because she's not a Christian. So she always embraced me to go to church every Sunday with her and I never want to go, but she always just like, you have to because there's important to you and now I'm I'm so grateful for that because that is just stuck in my mind. But I remember that I, when I was 12 years old, I just hear one calling from the altar and if I want to receive Christ as my Savior. And I remember I just raised my hand and, and I have no idea what I was doing. But I was just, okay, and nothing changed in my life. In fact, after that moment, I think I was just getting into uh, my teenage years and actually I just fall apart from the Lord but one thing that is always has been with me is just my taste for drawing I always love it I I I, I remember I stay in 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 house watching cartoons uh I love uh watching cartoons trying to draw what I was watching every time so that was just something that is stuck with me and I like to write a lot I like to create stories, and even since I was a child, I, there's a lot of try that I did when I was a kid. But I remember when when that actually that taste it gets me to go to my uh, high school years, my uh, college years, my university years, always thinking that the only thing that I wanted to do was drawing. And I am from El Salvador. There's no more. There's actually no opportunity here to have a, a a career drawing. Even you can, but drawing comics that is no chance. So I I find out in my in my high school years uh, that I love comics. I I remember that I have one comic of Wolverine. I remember there was one comic when Wolverine is just uh, Magneto is just taking the adamantium of Wolverine. And I was just blown away about that. I, I read and reread that comic and and I was like, wow, it was in English. I have no idea what English was, but I just see the, the picture. It was like, wow, that is awesome. And that actually captivated me. I love animation. I love video games, but the comic is just 
became something that I love, that, that, that is a, a language that I want to learn. And that actually motivated me to keep drawing, keep searching, uh, trying to learn whatever I, I, I find. I go to uh, my university and study graphic design because that was the closer idea of something drawing. But then I have the opportunity to uh, go to Argentina and study. Uh, I'm talking that happened a lot of years in that moment. I was not a Christian at all. I was, I, I just remember what my grandmother said, but I'm going to get there. Uh, and I just go to Argentina and there was uh, one career that is called uh, comic design. There's university career degree there. And I had the opportunity to study. It was like four years of study. I met a lot of people. I, I understand that Argentina has a great culture of, com of comics from Europe, from United States, from the same Argentina. And all that stuff is just influenced me. And I have the chance to meet a lot of people from Marvel, from DC there. And that was an amazing years. And one thing that has happened to me is something that I never expect to. It's just I start working in comic pro professionally. I start working in the United States. I work. I made some stuff with Image Comics. I made some stuff with uh, Dynamite Comic. I made some Spider-Man stuff too. But I was, let's say that that was the dream that when I was a kid, I, even I had the opportunity to be in one DC issue for one page. And that was the dream come true. But when I have 33 years old, just like Brandon, something happened to me. I was living my dream, but in so many ways, I was so empty inside. I just had the need of something else and I have no idea what it was and something mm -hmm. happened in my family and my family being a Christian that one of my brothers almost died in a car accident. It was terrible. He had oh, uh, a lot of stuff that it, uh, we have no idea how he survived, but my entire family started to pray. And even in that prayers, I was part of that prayers. And for one month, for the month of March in 2014, I remember, I was, I, I always call it that I was pursued by God. Because every time mm -hmm. that I go to a place, I hear someone preaching. Every time that I, I just go up and take a cab, the driver was a Christian and always trying to evangelize me. Uh, or everyone is just hearing some worship, worship song. Even some church opened close to my house, and I was hearing that message 24-7. And one of the things that my grand, grandma always told me was, every time you have a birthday, give thanks to the Lord, because there's one year that God had gave you, another year for living. So I was, I was uh, about to have my birth, my 33th birthday, and I, I remember I was smoking, waiting for the 12 o'clock, to say a quick and religious prayer, God, thank you for one more year. Don't mess with my life, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to mess with you. But I remember that day; it was to start to remembering all the stuff that I was living, the kind of life that I was living, that emptiness that I was feeling, 
And I, the only thing that I can say was the Holy Spirit convinced me about my sins. And I spent two hours crying and asking God for forgiveness and being really honest about I need you in my life. And since that day until today, I my life is been changing for that. So uh, I was a comic artist before being a Christian, but now that I'm a Christian, I I I am not a Christian comic artist. I'm a Christian to happen to make Christian uh, Christian themed comics because being yeah. a Christian go first for me. But it happened to a lot of stuff. I quit drawing for two years. And start praying to say, God, what do you want me to do with my life? I quit uh, working with DC in a project because I was not okay with the things that I was uh, working at. I, I quit also to work with Dynamite Comic because I need to move away from a lot of stuff. And I was no, uh, I don't know how to say, I was, I need to not draw that kind of stuff because I think that it doesn't help me. And work, right. God was working with me for, for two years. And after the three years, he opened a door and I started working in Fear Not, who is a comic that happened before, uh, yeah, Chronicles of Faith. And it was a 12 issues run. And here I am with another comic called Chronicles of Faith, David, five years later. Wow, that's amazing. You know, that, that I've actually, I've heard that story before uh, I was talking with another guy who was a writer and he had a, an artist friend of his who had something very similar. He was, you know, in the comic industry working with some of the big names and uh, came to know Christ and then went back to his job and was being asked to draw things that, and draw panels and plot points that he just felt like was not God honoring at all. Yeah. And uh, took a leap of faith and decided to, to leave those projects. And it wasn't a little bit later doors open. He was able to do faith-based projects and projects based on the Bible. And, you know, God just kind of swooped in and took care of him. So that's amazing that both of you took that step of faith and God opened those doors. And now here we are talking about a manifestation of that leap of faith. Yeah. Amen. And, and I mean, we could, we could go on all night telling you about testimonies about the way God yeah. has provided <laughs> and, and stepped in and made ways and per, made provision when we thought there was no future ahead. And, yep. you know, I, I, I've heard Yvonne tell that story several times, and I was just wondering as he, as he was telling it again, uh, I, I think Yvonne and I are almost the same age. And I wonder if, I wonder if, if it was the same night, wouldn't it be interesting if it was the same day that we got saved? That would be something. That would be that would be just like Jesus say, you know what? Go to that place. There's gonna be a donkey. Yeah. A rubber yeah. app is just take it. That's something like that. <laughs> because because we actually Yvonne and I after we met, we actually we were doing some some looking back at projects that we were on, and we were actually working for Pathfinder. Yeah, we were working for Pathfinder at the same time. We weren't we weren't on the same project, but we were working for that company at the same time, but we never met each wow. other. So. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you, God, God has his time, you know, he's got his, his plans of when he wants people to meet up. So that is amazing. That is so true, Branson. And I want your, I want your listeners to understand that from, from the point of having lived it, 
there are so many things that are going on right now and have been going over for the past three years um, that only God could have orchestrated in my life and Yvonne's life and the lives of our yeah. com companies and fellow uh, people in our companies. There are amazing things that are happening right now that we could tell you about that could have only have come to pass if everything happened the way God intended it to happen over the past four years. It's just it's the, the confluence of timing and God's providence and his will is amazing. So we encourage your listeners to have faith in God, that he wants the best for you, and you need to be obedient to his will. And if you are, just like the folks in the Old Testament, he will bless obedience, but he will punish disobedience. Yep. Amen. I think one of the things that it works a lot is when you understand there's some things that you're not going to honor God, no matter what you try, no matter if you're trying to, to do a lot of stuff that it actually works with you. But sometimes the Holy Spirit is just wants you to honor God, wants you to put God before everything else. And it's just like the test of Abraham. Just, okay, you really love this, but are you able to give up this because you want to honor me? And when that happens, it's, it's, a, it's a process. It's nothing like, okay, take, take Isaac and go ahead. It's a process, but God always is faithful. I can, I, me talking here with Brandon, it's just the proof that God is faithful because by the time we met with Brandon, we were praying to find an answer. We are doing the right thing. And Brandon was that answer. So God always bring people together for his purpose. And that is awesome. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's talk about um, the, the comic itself. Chronicles of Faith, or this, this iteration of it, focuses specifically on David. And um, your, your latest issue that's come out, what, is, what, is, what piece of the story is that latest issue? I know the, the one I reviewed before was kind of a peek at young David as a shepherd boy. And yep. it uh, likened him uh, defending the sheep from a giant bear to God being the good shepherd. So we got to see a, a lot of really, really cool imagery uh, in that. So this this latest issue that y'all have got out, what piece of David's story does it focus on specifically? Yeah, so that's uh, we're talking about issue one. You were referring to issue zero, which is kind of like a prequel story. Um, and right. it does. Absolutely. There's a there's a reflection you know, to the New Testament with the parable of the, the 99 sheep and the lost sheep. Uh, we kind of brought that into it because we're very much about uh, just distilling as much Bible as we can into the, into the story that we're telling uh, of David's life. But it, um, it picks up, essentially, um, there's a little bit of a flashback, and, but it pretty much picks up right after the end of issue zero. And we, um, uh, there's a particular hook that's in issue zero that we won't give away, but it's a unique storytelling uh, method that we're using to, to kind of pull people into the story of David. And we, we utilize that hook again at the beginning of issue one. And then we quickly begin to transition into stories around David, right? Because the story of David touches lots of people. Uh, it, touches, right. it touches King Saul. It, it touches Samuel, the prophet. It touches uh, Jesse, his father, and all of his brothers and his sisters. And also we begin to bring in the story of what's happening with the opponents of God and the, the eventual opponent of, of David with the Philistines. 
And so mm-hmm. we begin to kind of build this story, begin to kind of broaden it, you know, the, 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 the story a little bit. We pull the camera back and begin to expose some of these other elements. But David's story is still the thread. And when we mm-hmm. leave issue zero, David's returning home because there's someone important there. There's someone special. His father has sent a servant to find him in the fields and tell him to come home back to Bethlehem because someone wants to see him. And so we pick that thread back up and we continue that thread and it reaches its culmination at the end in a very unexpected way. Well, I guess it's expected, but the way we do it (laughs) is unexpected Um, (laughs) because we all know the story, right? But um, the way the Mercy Ways team depicts these biblical moments and these, these, these amazing God moments is really stunning. And that is just hats off to the team uh, at Mercy Ways because they are all so amazingly talented and blessed by God to tell these stories in a visual medium. Amen. Uh, talking about, uh, you said that David's story touches a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either one of you have been keeping up with the TV show, The Chosen. Oh yeah. Um, with a uh, Dallas Jen- created by Dallas Jenkins. And right. um, one of the things he says at the start of the very beginning of the episode is, you know, he says, realize this is an artistic representation of the account of the gospels. If you want the real account of the gospels, go read the Bible. Don't let this be yep. a substitute for scripture. Sure. And people have hotly debated back and forth about whether or not his, adherence strict adherence to scripture or his taking artistic license is makes it a true representation of the gospel or not mm-hmm. um so as a as a as an art creator you know as a comic book writer and an artist uh when you're creating these stories that are based on these biblical characters how much of it is is specifically rooted in the biblical account and how much of it is artistic license like because the Bible tells us exactly what we need to know for the story, yeah, right. but it doesn't flesh out a lot of the details that kind of make a story full when you're reading it for entertainment. So sure, sure. H- how do you balance the biblical account with stuff that just makes a story full? So I, I would say only what you need to. That would be my short answer. And I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a little succinct example. And, I, and by the way, Branson, we would love to dive into all the research that's gone into this book because it is staggeringly, staggeringly, it's stunning. I mean, just a ton of Mm -hmm. stuff that we've gone through. But the one example that I can use to kind of highlight is David has two sisters. They're just mentioned in scripture. We don't really know a whole lot about them. There's not a lot of historical or cultural information about them that we can glean either. However, it's it's absolutely logical and it's absolutely um, a good storytelling thing to assume that David had a, you know, a good relationship with his sisters and that they probably knew him. They were older. He's the youngest. And so we have this little moment kind of in the middle of issue one that to me is just, it's, it's this moment that's not at all in scripture, right? But it absolutely points the reader to scripture if they're paying attention. And it's Mm. where David is leaving home. He's a little bit upset. And his sister, his older sister, notices something about him, and she points it out to him. And it's a clear call out to a moral failing and the root of a moral failing that David will have problems on later in life. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes the people that are closest to us, they can see those problems that we're struggling with from early on. And if we don't listen to the wisdom of those around us, God, the people that God has placed in our lives to speak into us, then we may wind up letting that sin exacerbate, right? And, and cause a big problem mm -hmm. later on in our life. And so it's not in scripture, right? But it absolutely right. points to a problem that David struggles with later on when he's older. And I, we just feel like that's something that an older loving sister, a godly sister would have said. And so is it in the Bible? No. Does it work for the story? Right. Absolutely. So put it in. Yeah. One of the things is also be really, uh, we respect the Bible a lot. And just like Dollar said, we don't trying to, to you read our comic instead of your Bible. But we always think the, the, the idea of a Bible companion, because what we're trying to do here is just bring you to that uh, context we add some historical context about all that is happening to help you to have a, like a big scope of what the story is and what is what happening in 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 the story. Who are the characters who are working there? And just another example, just like what Brandon said, the Bible said that David, the Israelites, is fighting with the Philistine, but we're trying to put you in the Philistine camp and we're trying to tell you who the Philistines are, what they believe, and what is the difference between what they believe and what the people of Israel believe. So we're trying to mm -hmm. put you in that context, and we don't trying to, we, we're just trying to do something that some preacher can do, which is when they are preaching, they're just trying to tell you, oh, this happened in that time, in that work, and they make a lot of research to actually put you in that moment, in that story. So one of the things we're trying to do is create a compelling story because the Bible is not a chron chronological order trying to tell one story, but, uh, but trying to tell you like a motif. It's just, you just jump from day to day in the Bible and you don't see like the details, but what we're trying to do is to try to add the details and put you in a historical context in research. We have a lot of research, just like Brandon said. So we're trying to help mm. you to create in your head what is happening in that moment in David's life? How was the people of Israel? How was the people of the Philistine? And then when you go back to your Bible, you're going to make a little bit richer because you have like a historical context in it. Also, these are, these are just tools of the storyteller, Branson. I mean, yeah. you right. know, one of the things we're very, very cognizant of, and it's really a principle from film and animation and that's it. You never have, you never bring someone on stage unless they need to be there. Right. Yep. Right. Um, and, and we do that in comics as well. And any good comic writer and comic artist will follow the same principle. Anyone who is in the panel needs to be in there for a reason. They need to have some sort of story purpose to further that story down the line. You know, if you're, if you're watching a movie and a character just kind of rambles in and never has a purpose then rambles out, it's a distraction. It breaks you out of the story. So you've got yeah. to weave these stories together and for a fictional piece, right? If it's a, a Batman comic or whatever, all of those, all those characters weave you towards something that the story is trying to tell you. We're doing the same thing, but we're weaving things together to try and point you back to scripture. And so it's, right. the, it's the same tool of a storyteller that any storyteller would use. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll keep talking about the Chronicles of Faith. We'll see you in just a sec. Welcome, adventurers. Are you looking for an actual play podcast without profanity? Or maybe one that even grandma can love? Well, you're in luck. Introducing Playing Games with Strangers. A bunch of voice actors get together to play Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and weave a tale of comedy, tragedy, and dad jokes. And on the plus side, the whole family can listen. Subscribe to the show at PlayingGamesWithStrangers.com. New episodes release every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Bees Views and Reviews, where I have Brandon from Brainy Pixel and Yvonne from Mercyway Studios to talk about the Chronicles of Faith, their latest uh, conglomeration project where they are telling the story of David in comic book and all its wonderful splendor. Now, I did want to take a minute to talk to uh, Yvonne about your art style. It's like reading a storybook. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... The the way that you draw it, you know, I love that you use scripture as a, as a narrative piece, but like when David is telling Solomon a story and, and, you, and you have it and then Solomon will do something that completely interrupts the flow of the story and the way you draw it is it interrupts the artwork. Like, yeah. like he's, he's, he's playing with toys or something and it makes a noise and it completely inter, you know, I almost hear that, that record scratch of, you know. And uh, and it's it's really it's one of the easiest comics I have ever read. You know, that the, the one com- complaint I get about comics from people who don't read comics a lot is sometimes it's confusing to read uh, because they don't know which panel is supposed to come next. And so a lot of artists to, to try to fix that is is their their panels are very blocky. You know, it's this one, and this one. Yours, though, has this flow about it that, that I find very easy to read, but it, it's it's almost like it draws you in. And, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, is that just how you do comics or is this something you brought out specifically for the Chronicles of Faith? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I, I, uh, no, I actually, there's just something that I, I, I work a lot in the process to create a page because mm-hmm. I, it happens to me too. When sometimes I just, just get confused about, what panel is happening next. And one of the things that I remember a teaching a teacher tell me is just you have to be clear because if you confuse your readers, your comic is done. So right. I always remember that and, and I put a lot of effort creating like all the layouts and, and all that stuff to make it really clear. I make a lot of sketches and work with that. It's not just for Chronicles of Faith. It's, we're trying to do that in every comic that we do. But sometimes, Brandon is just always always say that. There is a page to have, I think, 12 or, or 19. I don't remember. I'll tell the story. Okay, go ahead. No, I just, uh, so yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, Branson. And to me, as, as a non-artist, as a writer, this blows me away. And and Yvonne labors over these pages. There, there is so much effort he puts into the to the, the layout design 
and the flow of the narrative. Uh, I had a friend who was looking at issue one and I knew a page, there was a specific page. I wanted him to read it. And after he had finished reading the page, I said, how many panels were on that last page? And he thought, and he said, three. And I had him scroll back and there are 15 panels. On that page. <laughs> oh my word. 15? <laughs> 15. Wow. <laughs> but it reads like three. And that's just a lot of work and a lot of talent that this man has. And I'll let him talk. No, it's just, well, it's just we're trying to create something good because we're trying to create like a story. And also we think like this is going to be read by kids. And the, right. the attention of a kid, if you lose a kid, you'll lose it forever. So uh, one of the things we're trying to create that is just we're trying to create something that hook you in to the story and don't lose you. Uh, maybe sometimes we have some some misstep in that, but we're trying to create the best we have. So the idea of, of Solomon telling, or David telling that story to Solomon is because we're trying to create, okay, this is what we're trying to do. We are not going to tell you the story that you already know about David versus Goliath. Mm -hmm. We are clear in our intention in that. We're trying to tell you the entire story. Right. And sometimes Solomon just became the voice of the reader, asking the question and say, okay, this is what you're going to tell me, but are you going to add this? Are you going to add this? Are you going to add this? Or yeah. Solomon say, okay, Dad, I already know that story. Everyone <laughs> speak about that story. Can you have something right. else for me? And we're trying to create that hook. And that actually was mm -hmm. the hook that uh, helped to people engage in that story, and we try to to continue with that. The idea of the of the wooden figures is is something that is pay off later in issue one, because you're going to see how David is just keeping one special figure since he was like uh, uh, he was not a king yet. But you, I'm not spoiling mm. anything for issue one. But issue one actually have 32 pages, and it's even bigger than that. That is issue zero. And and there's a there's a bigger principle at work, Branson, with, with both Brainy Pixel and Mercy Ways, and was really one of the reasons why we decided to partner with Mercy Ways, other other than their stunning work, but it's their heart for the work. We both mm. of our studios, we view everything that we make as an offering to God. Yep. And yeah. you can read in Genesis four what happens when you don't bring your best and offer it to God. Right. right. Um, and yeah. so for what we are given, we can do nothing but bring our absolute best in the products that we make because they're first and foremost, an act of worship for us. They're, they're secondly an act of commerce, maybe. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's all about glory to God. It's all about delivering the gospel in a new and engaging way to people and and if we make money, that's great too. Praise God, because we've got to eat just like everybody else. But that's not the focus. Yeah. And the other stuff is, and this is something that we are in both of studio, we believe in. If it is a Bible study, it doesn't mean it doesn't have to entertain you. Have fun with it and make a, and make a great comic. Because yeah. for so many years, uh, and, and sadly, 
the the Christian medium is just put the art of the quality of the art behind and just focus mm. on the on the on, on what they want to teach you. But it that right. it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, uh, coming right. from the Bible is one amazing story, and it can be competing against all the the all the good comics from Marvel, from DC, from Image. But sometimes the quality is just don't let you go in there. So one of the things, right. both the studio we're trying to do is we're trying to compete in quality. With that, you you cannot say. I'm going to pick my Spider-Man because this co- Christian comic doesn't look like that good. We're trying to reach that. I don't know. We don't know if we're gonna we're gonna make it in that way, but we're trying to compete in quality in that. And that is narrative yeah. too. Right. Absolutely. Um, speaking about the story itself, the Bible obviously is full of very, very compelling characters with very interesting and entertaining stories. So of all the characters, why David? I mean, obviously David's a fun story to tell, but but what led you specifically to choose David as the character you would focus on for your stories? Wow. Well, there's a lot of stuff because of David, but there's three actually reasons that I was trying to... They, in other podcasts, they asked us the same question, and I just trying to make a compelling uh, answer. The first story is after I quit drawing for maybe a year for drawing comics, the first image that I draw back was a draw for from David. And I love that story. Even when I come back to Christ, the first story that I read was the story of David. I was reading the book of Samuel because someone in the church gave me a devotional book. And for that month, the month that I became Christian, the book, they just started in the book of Samuel. And I was fresh, fresh Christian reading that book, and I got hooked. <laughs> I was like, this is like Game of Thrones in the Bible. Right. <laughs> and, and I was hooked, and I just loved that story since the beginning. And every and when I did that draw, it's just like, oh, God, please give me the opportunity someday to draw that story. And the, mm-hmm. others, the other part is because everyone knows the book of David. It's just yeah. some pop reference right now. You know who David is, and it's easy to identify. It's just, oh, this is David. You don't have to explain people this character. People already knew them. And the third reason is because we are not trying to create like a moral hero. We're trying to create uh, or tell the story, not create because David is already created, but we're trying to tell the story of not a moral hero, but someone who has an exceptional faith in God. Mm-hmm. And for us, the person in one of the person in the Old Testament who actually had that was David. It doesn't mean he's perfect, it doesn't mean he's he doesn't have a moral flaw. But even in that moral moment, when he just break seven of the Ten Commandments, he had a deep yeah. faith in God. So we're trying to make that story the first one because it actually represents what we're trying to do in Chronicles of Faith. We're trying to tell yeah. the story, hey, can I trust God? Well, look at David. He did, and he's not perfect. He's not a moral example, but he's an example of faith. So that's part of the reason why. And and we don't we don't see it beginning and ending with David. 
uh, God nope. willing. Um, we right. want to tell other stories. Uh, there are many chronicles of faith. There are many remembrances of faith in throughout the scriptures. And, and we even believe beyond the scriptures. We, we can envision this series absolutely telling the stories of the amazing men and women in the Bible who stood on faith and believed what God said and did amazing things as a result. But there are also mm -hmm. people that are post-biblical, you know, people right. like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, right? Lottie Moon, mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, people right now in the world and, and right. they, they're writing their chronicles, have written and are writing their chronicles of faith because we want to inspire people and tell them that if, if you trust God and if you are obedient, then you can write your chronicles of faith as well. Um, so yep. so we're, we're trying to inspire, just like what Chronicles did, we're trying to inspire a whole new generation to, to look at what God has done and, and believe that he is good and that he is for us because that's so yeah. critical. I can say that uh, in reading issue zero and, and, and the previews of, of issue one, the fact that you have an adult David telling a young Solomon his stories, some of the dialogue I can kind of connect with David uh, on the way Solomon just kind of gets bored with certain parts. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's skip, skip that part. Let's, let's go somewhere else. I'm like, uh, but you gotta, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I definitely connect with that, but um, you, you, you know, in these first couple of issues, you have a very, very young David. Uh, yep. he, he's a kid. And, but you also have adult David who is telling the story to young Solomon. So there's a lot of stuff that, that draws in, children obviously but then also adults uh because comics is one of those mediums that kind of spans the ages you know you can be a little kid just learning how to read or you could be you know a senior citizen sitting in your easy chair at the end of the day mm -hmm. and, and comics are for all those people but if you had to pick a target audience that that this book is really kind of pushed towards what would that be so it's it's always been our vision that this is something that parents would read with their kids, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the, that's the dream. Right. <laughs> but, right. In, and, but if we had to pin it on, you know, an age range um, and in terms of marketing speak, you know, you often have to do things like that. Um, right. It would probably be, you know, uh, boys and girls ages seven to 11, you know, something like that, I would probably say. So a little bit, that middle school age, you know, just getting out of grammar school, just jumping into middle school, um, right. right, right in that wheelhouse is kind of where we're trying to target in terms of the style that we're using and the, the reading comprehension level that we're writing at. We have like a secret, uh, it's not a secret, but we point to someone, we, we trying to reach the parents. One of the dreams that mm -hmm. we have is just someone do the same that uh, King David and Solomon do. It's just a, right. a, a father telling this story to a son. It could be a story before before sleeping. It can be something that they can sit together to read. We dream with that. And, and one of the dreams that we have is maybe someday some parents, it's just, I can read this with my kid. And right. we're trying to reach that audience to the fathers. That That is awesome. That That, that is the lifeblood of this show is, is trying to find content out there that parents can read with their children and, and, and still enjoy, you know, yep. um, finding, cause uh, when I started this podcast, I had a conversation with Dallas. I was like, you know, 
when I take my kids to the comic book store, there are certain sections where I've got to tell them, we're just not going to go over there. Yep. You know, absolutely. I know it's got Spider-Man on the cover. We're not going to buy that one. Or I know, I know it's got Batman on the cover, but we can't buy that book. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So I wanted to draw attention to stuff that you didn't have to worry about that. You know, if, if dad's sitting reading a comic book and his little boy comes and crawls up in his lap and says, daddy, can I read with you? The answer is, well, yes, of course. Come on. Instead of, yeah. well, don't look at page seven. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask what that word is. We don't say that word, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's our that's our heart as well, Branson. I mean, you can uh, you know a quick plug for the website. You can go to brainypixel.com and look at our store, and we we're actually curating Christian content there. We're we're reaching out to other Christian creators and saying, hey, look, we might be blessed with a little more visibility than you, so bring your products, put them on your our store, and you know we'll help promote what you're doing because it is so critical for us to get this material out there because no one yeah. else, no one else is promoting these people. So we've got to. Right. Absolutely. All right. So if people wanted to find y'all on social media, where would they go? Well, I just mentioned my website, so I guess I'll go. Right. Ahead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously that one. <laughs> that was not pre-planned uh, out there. <laughs> uh, so we're, we've got a couple of websites. One is brainypixel.com, and that's our main company website. Uh, and then we've also got a series, uh, of, or rather a, a show called Cubkins, and it's got its own website, cubkins.com. You can go check that out. It's for four to seven-year-olds. On all the social media platforms on the planet, we're either at Brainy Pixel or at Brainy Pixel Productions, either one. And we're on all of them. Cool. And if you're trying to see what Mercyways works, we, you can go to mercyway.com. And you can see all the projects uh, that we have been working before or the project that we hope to work in the future and see how Chronicles of Faith is going and learn a lot like what we do and all the stuff that, that we are working on. And if you want to go to our social media, go to the bottom of the page and you can see and find out our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube, our YouTube channel or Facebook's just go to the bottom and you can see all of that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for being on the show today and talking about your project. It's been very, very fun. I'm very excited for this project. Definitely want to promote it. Uh, we've got links for all the stuff in the description. So make sure you clip on, click on that and check this out. Chronicles of faith is written by Yvonne Anaya. Am I saying that right? Yep. yep. Yvonne Anaya and Brandon Hollingsworth. Yvonne is also the artist. You can get a copy of Chronicles of Faith at brainypixel.com or mercyways.com, either one of those places. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow Geek Devotions on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast catchers and leave reviews. We like to hear feedback. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, stay devoted. Peace and love.